Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs are just for women, and we can spend 10000 a year on beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, and starting with a beer by Evil Twin Brewing called... Jane Austen 316. <laughs> Stone cold. Uh, this is called I Don't Know How to Put This, but this IPA is kind of Don't a big deal. Don't Jane Austen? Yeah. <laughs> It is a double dry hopped, <laughs> double IPA brewed with raw wildflower honey, clocking in at 10% alcohol. I'm really looking forward to this. And I, oh I brought this boy. because uh, I bought it before I even read the book, uh, but it sounded like something a person who is excessively proud would say. Yes, that's true. And uh, Mr. Darcy will find it's kind of a big deal. And everybody in this book you is know? kind of a everybody, big deal. Everybody, actually. Everybody's a big deal? I mean, Except for the Bennets, those well, poor fucks. Prides. They have pride. They're, yeah, they're they're less of a big deal, but they're kind of a, they're kind of a big deal. Well, it's pretty nice. Hmm. I like this very much. Yeah, I don't really know what the raw wildflower honey flavor is here because it kind of just tastes like IPA to me. But yeah, I feel you. But it's it's nice. Well, you know, the thing it's is, not bitter at all. Honey is like a hundred percent fermentable by beer yeast or meat mm-hmm. yeast or whatever. So what it probably does is add mostly just alcohol. And a little bit of flavor without adding um, a lot more body to it is what I would expect. But makes sense. That's what I suspect. But I'm kind of drunk. I dig it. It's good. So we're reading this book because it is part of our effort to, to do uh, more mansplaining about lady books. Is that why we're doing this? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, well, it's, it's uh, what's going to end up. I thought there yeah. was going to be, I thought there was like another movie happening or something. I don't know. Oh, thank God. I God there isn't. <laughs> because you can't, you can't outdo Kira. <laughs> But trying to find uh, more books for uh, Women's History Month or something? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. It's one of these books where if you want to consider yourself well-read, you probably have to read. And uh, we should talk about that later. But yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, you know, yeah, we'll talk about that later if we don't get too drunk and forget to. All right. So everyone knows this going fucking on. book. Oh, man. You know what we should have said? It is a, what is that opening sentence? Like, it is a fact commonly acknowledged that a man in possession of property is, is a man in wife. want of a beer. God damn it. Now we know. We can still do that. Nah, that's all right. Right. So, uh, a lot of things are going on in this book, sort of, except not really. But a anyway, lot, a lot the of main nothing is going on. part yeah. is the Bennett family. These girls which... need to get fucked. <laughs> well, actually, yes, that is <laughs> Yeah, that is that's true. the whole point of the book. So, the, ben- the Mr. Bennett and Mrs. Bennett... Have no sons but five daughters, so that's kind of a problem. And some of them are useless. Well, the problem is that they have an they have like a small estate. They're not but very it's rich. Entailed. So this is so. Actually, we should back up a little bit. So this takes place in England in what Yorkshire? No, what? Uh, uh, it's in the what, country. They kind in of the like country. obscure where it takes kind place. Kind of the country, but in it, it, it sort of like when it's depicted is usually like the Regency period, which is the nice. very early 1800s. So the period bef- right right before Victorian era, yep. because was it George the Fourth was yep. like incompetent? No, it was George the Third. That was oh, George the George the Fourth, and and then his son, oldest son, ended up sort of taking over to like actually the run Prince the country Regent. during the Regency period. But then he became George the Fourth when George the Third died. So this is like in 1790s to 18 whatever 1820s I guess 1830s. So supposedly oh, this she was wrote it. Written? She wrote it in like 1809 or 1807. It was published she, in 1813 or something, but she had written it like 15 years she earlier. She wrote it when like she was oh, about okay. 21. That's um, better than I got to do. She wrote it when she was about 21. She supposedly didn't need to have a job. it never it never says in the book specifically what year it takes place, but it's been thought of that it takes takes place in 18 and 1793 because there's like this army in the countryside it has to do with the Napoleonic Wars. Anyway, this is according to Wikipedia. So, I don't know. It is 100% true. Yeah, it has to be. It's in it's in We that do the hard park. research so you don't have to. Anyway, the Bennets, they're they're very much like upper class British, but they're upper class without a ton of money. Like class and status is so incredibly important. And they have some money, like their father's what a lawyer or something like that? They're rich, but they're not like they're rich, crazy but crazy rich. But they're not crazy rich. And they still don't the have to do family's home is what's called entailed, which means it cannot be in, in, the daughters cannot inherit. It can only and, be inherited and, by a male. It, it all has to be inherited by some like actually pretty distant cousin. Well, it has to be the next male in line from yeah. the, the wherever the hell it started from. 
But in this particular case, it ends up being some yeah, exactly. distant douchebag. You know, most families will end up having a son, so it's not too big of a deal. But in this case, but the Bennets do not. But it's so, later on in the book, there's a point where they say, like, the dad's like, oh, we'll just have another kid. We'll have another kid. And then it's like, five daughters. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This isn't looking good. <laughs> <laughs> and so the oldest, so uh, the main character who's told, who tells the book is Lizzie Bennett or Elizabeth Bennett. And she's the second oldest daughter. Right, because yeah, she's, she's like yeah. one older daughter, one older sister, and then three younger sisters. Um, and that shitty um, middle child who's never mentioned except at the beginning and the very end. What was her name? Yeah, Mary. Yeah, she's not even in it. There's, she's so unusable. No one even talks about so her. There's Elizabeth. There's Jane. There's Lydia. Lydia and Kitty are the little ones, and then Mary, I guess, is the last one. Kitty, Catherine, or whatever. And I guess Some, Jane is the oldest one. Jane is the oldest one. And the version I was reading, which was like the. Uh, like are there multiple versions? No, I, the I, ones like, she wrote. I mean, like the ebook version oh, that okay. I read. That's you know from like public domain shit. Sometimes those are don't have the most accurate text. There's times when they call her Elizabeth. There's times when they call her like Lizzie. There's times I when they call like, her Eliza or Eliza. I feel like, like they, they just they just call her. Uh, I like think nicknames. she just has a bunch of nicknames. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like, definitely called well. Lizzie a lot. Like if you have a name like Elizabeth, you can call her various versions of that. Well, yeah, I mean the fact that I call you a Jimmy isn't. Yeah, a, and then we call Nate Nate <laughs> and uh, Mike. Mike. <laughs> Obviously, I'm familiar. You know that happens. But, but she could be she could be Lizzie and Eliza. It's just annoying in a book with so many other characters because in the first like. 10% of the book, I was like, I don't really know what's happening, right? Like, are we, is that the same person still? Because there's a lot of sisters. There, there were a lot of And them. they're interchangeable for most of the book. So anyway, the uh, other thing about this time period is that daughters, especially for upper class, you know, in an upper class family, like, they're not allowed to work. It's like they don't get jobs. They don't have careers. Exi- they exist to just they, get hitched. They, the, their only prospect in life is to find a rich man to marry them that's like they have to and especially it's important because you know the family estate is going to be inherited by some distant cousin who may not end up taking care of all these sisters so it is important for them that they marry someone who at least has some means of course class also comes into this they want to sort of maintain their upper class status and hopefully even move up a little bit because you know who doesn't want to do that so anyway, it is really, really important to the lives of all of the daughters that they find somebody to marry. And that's kind of the focus of the book. Right in the very beginning uh, opening scene of the book, the family has just found out that a very rich, you know, eligible bachelor has moved in to the estate close by. You know, not quite next door, but like really close the to next door. The equivalent of next door. The equivalent of next door. A in small the carriage countryside. right away. And his name is Mr. Bingley. It's a ridiculous name. Yep. It so really is. Th- is it Bingley or Bingsley? It's Bingley. And no S. I don't know if that's worse or better. <laughs> They're both pretty awful names. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Bingley. Mr. Bingsley. <laughs> They're both oh. terrible names. Yeah. Uh, and so the, you know, the, the mother, who's like kind of nuts... She sucks. Yeah, yeah. She's. We're going to get to that, I'm sure, more later. But uh, the mother is convincing the father, oh, you need to go call on Mr. Bingley to see what's up with him. And they're both very give open about ringly. which kids they don't give a shit about. That daughter's too old. Like, the she's mother dumb. The mother is like, uh, she likes her young girls, and her old, the oldest girl, and like the young girl who still wants to like get married and stuff, but she like doesn't give a shit about Elizabeth. And the dad's like, Elizabeth's the only smart one. The rest are worthless pieces of shit. Yeah, Elizabeth is the father's favorite. She's a little headstrong sure. and, you know... Whatever the 1790s version of like an independent woman is, she has her yeah, own opinions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean she's she's thought of as someone who, I guess we could say, doesn't hold back or like tells she it how it is. Out of turn, or yeah. she speaks know, at all. Speaks forthrightly and <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's like her. That that's her. Which is like, which is a, it's it's that's her putting character. to most dudes of this time. I want a woman who will. Speak back. Yeah, rich upper-class dudes, and that's not what they're looking for. Anyway, and so Mr. Bingley holds a ball in which all of the... holds a ball in which all of the Bennett daughters It's like their go whole to. lives revolve around... Men's speed balls. Speed dating. Like, go to these balls it and is. meet somebody, and maybe if you say you like someone, then you'll get married the next day. Yeah, it's really abrupt. That's all they... They don't mm-hmm. do anything else. I will propose to you now. Okay. You seem well, nice. Let's I mean, get married. I mean, yeah, the that idea is, like, is totally true. Romantic love 
and marriage did not really factor into any of this at the time. A little except, bit. Except, except in Jane Austen in books. In this book, I want to say this is the time period when the thought that you're going to try to get married for love in addition to, or yes. because that's the reason you to get should married, at least is for like love them. rather than just to making an well, eligible that's match. The, or what to I read about the book strengthen was like, a family alliance. Like that. It was like Jane Austen believes in you know, the power of romantic love overcoming all. So that's how it works out in the end. But like in this time period in general, that wasn't really a thing as much no. as it was like, this is a family alliance, stick it in her. Yep. Well, it's Have much some more like little British bitches. Celine Dion, she believed in the power of love. Well, of course. <laughs> is it a dopey connection to say like, I mean, this is also in terms of like art movements, this is the romantic, well, the romantic era is starting mm-hmm. soon. The romantic era and music. You mean? Well, and art as well, like visual art. I don't know the visual art. Well, romantic era and music is like 1830 or something like that. This is very the, the close to that. But, but like these are all linked to like really things about art, things about poetry, and and the women in this book, especially more so than the men, it seems, are hyper educated in in these. They things. have to be educated in the arts, speak many languages. Be well read. Play the harpsichord. Play, to instruments. play yeah. uh, instruments like Elizabeth does when she tickles the ivories. Before you could tickle the balls, you got to tickle the ivories. So this is a what the fuck? This is, this? is a India Pale Ale. That's weird. It says in quotation marks here under that. It says, "Skiing is a dance, and the mountain always leads." I don't know what the fuck has to do with. Uh, t- well, I guess in this picture, tickling the ivories, he's playing a guitar and skiing at the same time. I don't really get that, uh, but okay. Skeetar. Yes. <laughs> oh, right, Skeetar. This is by Hoof Hearted. Retune <laughs> that Keytar, boys. We're busting rig out of ski jail. Citra, Nelson, and Motuka carve a trail full of tropics, complemented in a full by a dual duty hazemaker. Is it juice duty. from Concentrate? What did you say the name of that was again? I don't, that was a fucking stream of consciousness I've ever read. Yeah. It's an yeah. IPA. That's actually a pretty nice one, though. Yeah, I like it. It's something in there. Is is it some sort of juice? Is very there? nice. They said, "Is it juice?" Question mark. I just mm-hmm. wish I knew what each hop tasted like. You know, it's hard to tell. Every once in a while, you, get you get think those, you know, and then you're like, "Gotta nah, get those solo ones." I feel like citrus is probably Citru- citrusy. Yeah, but like motuka and motuka uh, tastes de- like Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> Not in my house. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get back to this. So we haven't really gotten to the plot. It was a bunch of rich bitches. So they're all, you know, the ladies have to be all educated so they can get themselves a man. Because if you have yourself a wife who can't do stuff, she's no <clears> woman at <throat> all. Educated and accomplished. And what's funny is that one of the daughters, it was the, I think it was the younger one, I think it was Mary, they only talk about for a minute. She's like, the way, I forget how it's phrased. It basically, it's, it said basically like, she's really not good looking. So, yeah. so she has to practice harder. She needs to be more accomplished. Do you remember uh, Homestar Runner? Oh, yeah. They had a thing called... Uh, one, like one, of their, one of their skits was like Teen Girl Squad. Yeah. They were like girl superheroes. Like, there was the cool one, the inter- super good one, and the ugly one. And that's all I thought about when I thought about Mary. It's like, <laughs> oh, man. Wore a three-piece bikini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the last... Sorry, that was a thing. That's the last time they, mar- they mentioned Mary until the end when they say that she never got married and she just stayed at home. <laughs> Spoiler. All that practicing didn't pay off, apparently. She was never good enough. So but kids, they, don't bother practicing your instruments. <laughs> that, that's it's the moral. It. It's not gonna... But they had to be accomplished in things that really didn't even matter. You know? No. They, they, had to be like... able, they had to be able to show off. It's like a peacock. Yeah, but it wasn't like the wife was going to go perform on the fucking piano or go work as a translator. It's like, no, you just have to be able to show off at cocktail parties, the equivalent yeah. of a cocktail party. Yeah, it's, in not become, it's, not, it's not a job. It's just you have to be a showpiece. Trophy wives. It was just it was trophy wives, but it was more like showmanship than fake boobs and uh, being twelve years old. Well, I guess we've improved on things then. Yes, <laughs> they don't have to know anything now. You mentioned the boobs. Oh, then yes. <laughs> so they go to Mister Bing- so Bingley's, Bingley's party. Bingley's party. Um, and and me, and then everybody has a great time. While bottles popping. True. Yeah. <laughs> Dance cards are full. Oh, that's good. Nuts. Fucking twerking all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Petticoats vir- flying through the air. Out of control. Breaches be tripping. <laughs> 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 and 
clearly at the party. Jane, the oldest sister, and Mr. Bingley they totally are, have a thing. They're eye-fucking the shit out of each other. <laughs> she's, getting, she's getting eye-pregnant on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, I'm with his eye-children. Because <laughs> I've been drinking that Dom Perignon with Dom Perignon. Yeah. <laughs> He's there. He's at the place. And they're drinking Louis the Thirteenth, and Louis the Twelfth is on the throne. Yeah, it's not as impressive then because it's it's only ten years old. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, and anyway, this sounds like oh, so great. But then there's this other dude there who's at the party, who's Mister Bingley's best friend. He's like a goth bitch. He's just like a sulking emo hunga cockmeat <laughs> who's and, rich and, as shit. He's rich as shit, but he's like, oh, these people bore me. They're, they're so me. terrible. These Everyone is uninteresting, and I'm so rich. When I shit, I get paper cuts because it's just money. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the normies. <laughs> Even these rich people are fucking worthless compared to me. Because he has a fortune of 10,000 pounds a year or something like that. Yes, because Mr. Bingley is very rich because he makes 2,000 a year. But Mr. Darcy is incredibly rich because he makes... 10,000 a year doing something. So I have a question about this. Yeah, how does that work? It's from his estate. Like, does his estate generate that? Or is yeah. it the kind of thing where he has like a... He's like living off the interest? Could be interest, but also like up until, I don't know if it's at this point, does it still exist where the king or the monarch could have bestowed a thing on your family? Bestowed an income? Yeah, like that happened too. I don't, they never really, I mean, he does, he does, he does work sometimes, but you know, he like once every month. Of, you know, recalcitrant maid. Yeah, I, I don't, so they don't. Really it could have say. been any of those. I was always sort of. I, I sort of assumed that he just owns a super large estate that gets farmed by you know the peasants, and then he brings in a pro- <laughs> sharecroppers. He's a feudal lord. <laughs> yeah, basically, he yeah. might be a feudal this lord. Is basically, oh, the equivalent, the eighteen ten equivalent of a feudal lord. Just when prima noctaing all over that shit. <laughs> Which was Darcy? Real, don't give a fuck. It wasn't real, but it was real hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was really put your mind into it. Anyway, that he just has Surf's so up. he just owns so much stuff, <clears throat> probably land, because that's how the English aristocracy made most of their money, and that the merchants they were not usually aristocracy; they were just like they were commoners who just happened to be pretty good at business or who happened to you know come into some money and make some profit and stuff like that. So it's probably from land. That's my guess. So they see this hot, hot tall boy who is rich as shit, and he's like. He's a cock of the wall, anyway, but everyone knows he's a douchebag. Just, just to put it in perspective, because this is also according to Wikipedia, oh, 10,000 pounds a year, an income of 10,000 pounds a year, is the equivalent of 800,000 pounds a year today, which is like over a million dollars a year. Yeah, for like not doing anything. Right? Yeah. He mm-hmm. doesn't really do much. It's just passive income. Yeah, for sure. It's just so he can go to balls and I fuck ladies and judge them. Yeah, well, she does. She's not good enough to me to dance with. Yeah, he's like, Jane seems nice, but everyone else is an uggo. While Elizabeth is sitting there, she's like, I'm going to make a whole plot's worth of whining about this. You son of a bitch, Mr. Darcy. It's also ridiculous. Like He's like that teacher. You just call him Mr. Darcy for the whole goddamn They book. call everyone Mr. and Miss. It confused the fuck out of me. Yeah, it's got to be, gotta be proper. Half this book is just people talking about etiquette and manners. She's Miss Bennett the whole time. Mr. Bingley. I don't know what the fuck Mr. Bingley's first name even is. Mr. Or what the fuck Mr. Darcy's first name is. I think it's Fitzgerald or something like that. Fitzroy. Fitzwilliam. Fitzroy. Fitzfitzster. But like, they, a lot of people don't, you don't really ever hear their first name because everyone's like so formal. Like Miss, Miss or, you know, for all the kids, but the other ones are Mrs. Bennett. I'd be reading passages and I'm like, oh, this person's talking. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, she? Oh, fuck. It said Mrs. Bennett. Fuck. Who's, t- who, which one? And then it was so, there's so many times I had to go back and check. You can't use first names. That's, a, that's akin to not using a hat. <laughs> Which we've heard about that. Yeah, so Mr. Darcy's like, fuck these ugly bitches. And they're I got to get paid. Call these fucking plebes. Yeah. Up in my friend's business. Take your old dirty pauper cooches out of here. Mr. Bingley, you can totally bang that one, but <laughs> stay away from these chuds. For your own health, man. Don't want to do that. And that's when, they, I think at the party is when she gets into her first verbal sparring match with Mr. Darcy. And he, yeah. gets, he gets a little, bit of a, a little bit of an interest boner. Yeah, he likes it. He's like, ooh, this one's spunky. She, she's ooh, feisty. She, she she's got a mouth on her and I want to fill it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you bend it over? 
I have no prejudice with that ass. Yeah, so that's happening. I think that's a direct quote from the book. Yes. <laughs> Close. So anyway, the next thing that happens is that a couple days later, there's uh, Jane is going to go. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. I have hiccups now. Fuck ah! you guys. <laughs> this is the point in the podcast where Nate turns into a cartoon mouse crawling out of a champagne bottle. <laughs> the little winky things are appearing over his head. <laughs> oh, there are just these pink elephants everywhere. I don't know why. There's a bubble coming out of your nostril. Oh, boy. Happy New Year. <laughs> Jane is going to go visit Mr. Bingley. <laughs> the rest of the book is basically just like <laughs> okay, we can't. Cat. This is like page seven. We can't just jump to. The I mean, there, end there's right like, now. there's like there's like the cat and, and mouse game ends. between Jane and Mr. Bingley. Yeah, and Eliza and Mr. Darcy either cock blocking or wingmanning each other, or their respective people. Because mm-hmm. mm. Mr. Darcy's like, ooh, they're a little poor, and Jane and uh, Eliza's like, man, you gotta hit that. You guys seem to actually like each other, and that's all that matters because that's really nice, and he seems like a cool dude. He's got a big one. Plus some other stuff. Plus also, Mr. Darcy has a sister that wants to get with Bingley, and she's like, get these pores out of here. I'm going to smash that. Oh, she's that... But she's like, has the... Uh, but Mr. Bingley's sister Mr. Bing- like, Mr. we Bing- need to get oh, Mr. Bingley I, away from I the had it, I had it backward. Mr. Bingley's sister wants to get with Darcy. Mr. Darcy's sister is a kid. Yeah. I was, I was reversed. What is Darcy? Is that like aunt or something? Right, the lady. Well, that, that, sh- comes, that comes in yeah. later. Oh, all right, fine, fine. Uh, so Jane spent some more time over with Mr. Bingley, and they clearly really like each other. And then, then she Mr. Gets, Bingley's she gets sister, sick. She gets sick. She well, has a cold and has to stay at his house for a week. Four days. Yeah, for an entire dick. week. Because his so, cock is made of Ricola. <laughs> <laughs> but then Mr. Bingley's sister is like, oh, no, we can't have them get together. We need to... Take them away to London. So Mr. Bingley, Mr. Darcy, and they, they just leave. They just go to London. Even though they've like bought this whole estate and suddenly Pemberley. the Bennets in Pemberley. And everyone is like, and all the Bennets are like, even though they just bought it. And they're like, oh, he's never coming back. Yes. Whatever. And Jane's very sad. She's like, I wanted to smash. And now I will never smash. But then Mr. Darcy comes over and then asks Elizabeth to marry him. Because that's and she's like. Thing. What? And they've had, they've had a few you. back and forths at this point where it's like, you are a dick. And it's like, you are a sassy bitch. But secretly, he was like, I like that. And secretly, she was like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. very secret yeah. on her part at this point. So no. he, was, uh, he was not really delivering the signals well. And when, she, when he asks her that, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? No, you suck. Wait, aren't we skipping when she got proposed to by the cousin? No, that actually happened later. Just just after that. Oh, that's the next thing. That's okay. the next thing that happened. So yes. then, oh, Mr. Mr. Darcy, Mr. Uh, the, uh, so the the cousin, clergyman, Mr. Wickham, Mr. Wickham, who Fucker. is the he's cousin of who is going to inherit these, comes to visit, and could, because he's now a man in in possession of a fortune, he's obviously looking for a wife. He comes to visit the Bennets, and then after staying, <laughs> fucking <laughs> oh my god, do you mean to massage your chest? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I can have um. I heard if you chug a beer with your butt, it cures hiccups. <laughs> anyway, the, the the Mr. Wickham comes to visit the estate, and after staying for a couple days, asks Elizabeth to marry him. She's like, "You're disgusting." No, but this puts her in kind of a difficult position because it's like if she says yes, then she essentially, as his wife, will inherit the family estate, and then she can at least be sure she can provide for all her sisters. Including Mary the Uggo. Yeah. <laughs> Including... <laughs> Who's clearly never going to have anyone love her. Despite all her practicing. Her fucking six skills on the harpsichord. <laughs> she fucking but shreds, man. Elizabeth says no, and then Mrs. Bennett says, what? How can you do that? No, you have to say He's yes. He's a clergyman. Yes. A man of clergy. <laughs> then they go ask. They go to ask Mr. Bennett, and Mr. Bennett says, "Well, Elizabeth, we are in a difficult situation because if you say no, your mother will never speak to you again. But if you say yes, I won't, because you'll be letting me down and being such a fucking puss." Pretty much. So she says no, and it's like, "Oh, okay, fine." And the next day, this dude asked to marry her best friend. Yeah, because he saw Elizabeth's her passing by on the road, from whatever. And it's like, "Oh, yeah, Miss okay, Mary Lucy, Lucas." Lucas. Lucas. Miss, I mean, her last name. I, I think it's Lucas. Yeah. And she's like, Something like that. It's, it's Elizabeth's best friend. She's like, oh, this guy just asked to marry me. He's like, okay, happy day and to you. And she says yes. Yeah. 
just gotta get my dick wet. Is what the priest was thinking. Is he a priest? I don't really. He's know. a. Like I never Anglican, really understood what the fuck he was. Uh, he's just a clergyman. I mean, he's got to be like a reverend. Right? What else would he be in the a Church of England? What other kind of positions do they have? I have no fucking idea. That would actually be called a clergy. Like, they don't have monks and nuns and shit like that. So, I forget why, but like they scheme to have Jane oh, yeah. go to England, go, no, to London, go to London, go to London to meet up with uh, them and say, "Oh, you happen to, to be to here to try to find Mister Bingley or to get you know casually invited to Ca- something with Mister Bingley to run get into Mr. him to get Mister Bingley to get her invited to Mister Bingley's house and so that they can see each other again. Well, you know what they probably had at this house, right? A party. And what would they serve there? A party crasher. A beer. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> I think Nate brought this. I did. This is called Party Crasher. This is by LIC Beer Project. The LIC Beer Project. It, this is a IPA. It has like a kind of spicy flavor to it. Like a earthy, maybe? I don't know what, that, what you call that. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a, it's like the back of your neck spice. It is pretty, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's got a weird aftertaste, though. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I just got to, to adjust. Yeah, recalibrate the palate. Yeah, so they have this plan to get a concert face to the guy's party. But it doesn't work. They her like sister, her doesn't. sister is beaver damming her. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The Mr. Bingley's sister. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, I don't want pores in my family, so get the fuck out. I'll tell him I ran into you. Never. Meanwhile, back in Pemberley, there is a regiment staying in the... And the, the, uh, the younger girls, Lydia and Kitty, are both like balls deep in soldier. Like, oh, those officers. Like, everyone else yep. is like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm a nice rich man. They're like, no, I love me a military man. Those fucking redcoats, that's all they want. And then when he's one done with them, me, I'll be, he'll be a redcoat and I'll be a red petticoat. You know what I'm saying? Wait, Wickham was the bad guy. The clergyman was someone else. Collins? Collins. Okay, right. Yep, maybe. We're wrong. Tom Collins. Tom Collins. And he's his a friend, drunk. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> and his friend Mai Tai <laughs> and Rob Roy <laughs> yeah Mr. Collins you're Mr. Right. Collins is the question. Mr. Wickham is the guy who wants to get with Elizabeth too and he has a secret and he doesn't like but Mr. He, like, Darcy. Knows was Mr. Darcy bad. from like a long time ago, and he was like anyway, his father was friends with Mr. Darcy's father, and, and something and Darcy bad happened. But he won't to talk about it. Help, like provide for him. But Mr. Darcy says no. Fuck you. And so, but he won't tell why. But Elizabeth assumes that excuse me, Mr. Darcy is a douchebag because he has only been a douchebag in person thus far, which is a fair assumption. Yeah. Because some, some of some, them You have can tell there's some secrets going on, and we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But anyway, so Elizabeth finds out this stuff about Mr. Darcy, and then that's also why she turns Mr. Darcy down, because I think this happened before. She like found out about this stuff before yeah. Darcy proposed to her. And he delivers her a letter yep. explaining all the bad things of his past, because he's like, I know you think I'm a dick. But all those things Wickham said, not really true. And it turns out Wickham is really a douchebag. Yeah, he's a douchebag. And he tried to fuck Darcy's little sister. And then Wickham runs off with Elizabeth's younger sister. Which one? Jane. With, no, uh, it's not Jane. Lydia. Lydia. Lydia, the oh, yeah, fucking yeah. tart. Oh, and Lydia. This is, and this is like a like family emergency. And this is like fucking way more of the book than it needed to be. It, yeah, was, for sure. it could ruin the entire family's reputation. And if this bitch ruined everything, no one would ever marry any of them. It was also the worry that... They were fucking without getting married. Yes. That's what everyone like, was worried if, about. If they she'll get, get that married, reputation. She'll be scandal, and she's a loose woman. And but this, of course, this would be like if, if like your little sister ran away and. With R. Uh, Kelly. But of course, Lydia's really actually only like. She's 16, years old, 16, 16 and years old. But Mr. Darcy's like, oh man, because he, he just told Elizabeth all this shit about Mr. Darcy being a kid fucker. Not like a kid fucker, but he just he wanted to marry her to get. I mean, Wickham. Fa- Wickham. Yeah, he went, Wickham wanted to marry Little Darcy to get the family money Is that because rap name? Little Darcy, yeah, yeah. Little, Little Darcy, Little Darcy, Little Darcy, D money. He he wanted the money because he was a shitty douchebag who spent all his money. And the Darcy said, "I'm not going to take care of you for the rest of your life." And so he said, "All right, I'll marry your sister and get all your money." And he says, "Don't do that. I'll give you money to stay the fuck away." And so we stayed away. But now he told Elizabeth. Elizabeth feels bad. She's like, "I should have told my family that this guy's a shithead." 
Now he's going to fuck my sister to death. Yep. And so they like... Make her listen to his like, shitty People are going out Darce. looking for her. It is like, find out where she went. And then, and then she went to this place. And they're all... Everyone's like, oh, find this person. I don't remember. But eventually, Mr. Darcy figures it out. Well, intervene. We don't. We don't learn that as Mr. Darcy. No. Later. First, they're like, okay. "Oh, it must have been Uncle. It's, What's it's, his face?" It's uh, the the Bennets, Elizabeth's uh, aunt and uncle, and they find they find him, and they you know it's never said, but it's assumed that they pay him off to marry her and say, no, not we, sh- "We will give you money per year to marry this girl." And he says, "Okay." And I bet it wasn't a shilling under ten thousand. Yes, something crazy sum of money. It's like they're they they'll take care of it to protect. The family reputation, because you know that's cool, and they had a beer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was part of the terms. So, yeah. yeah, we'll give you a beer every so often. Ten thousand and a beer, and this beer is called. But I digress because uh, everyone in this book just talks about bullshit all the time. They do a lot of that, kind of like people on this podcast, but way worse. This is it smells very nice. But I, Springdale by Jack's Abbey. Yeah, that happens a few times. I don't understand what that means. It's, it's like a, it sounds like a fucking designer clothing thing. Push, you know? based on a novel by Sapphire. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that smells wonderful. It doesn't taste as good. It's pretty bitter. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It smells great. It's nice. It's a nice IPA. It's, it's, just it's, it's okay. Know. I'm still like going back and forth to this uh, Evil Twin one. That's a good one. That shit's banging. So I also got this special beer. I need to have some prejudice with that. We're gonna we're gonna double we're gonna double down on beer right now because there's not much plot left. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk. Is this about? Is this for the the, the lady, Catherine? The Darcy Darcy has a rich aunt. Yeah, who is even more fancy than anyone else. So She's so rich. She I has like 18 carriages. And I got this beer. It's called. Oh, wait, the, hold on. Let's let's just explain it. Yes. So anyway, uh, Lydia and what's his name? The Wickham. The 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 asshole. They like they're Wick, fine. Wickham. Wickham, they're like their reputation is re- uh, preserved. You know, they 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 come back to the Bennett's house to like hang out before they get married, and everyone's like, "I hate you both. You're both such shits." And the little girl does yeah. not understand why why everyone hates her because she's too stupid because she's a sixteen year old. She's getting dicked down. You know, she's distracted. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that clearly like what else was happening? Right. So like the reputation is saved, and then. For some reason, Elizabeth is staying with her aunt and uncle and ends up showing up at Darcy's house. And it's like, oh, hello, Mr. Darcy. And then they end up talking. You're looking like, fresh as fuck, son. And then Elizabeth finds out that it was actually Mr. Darcy that ended up saving the day with, his, with her Gave sister. Gave this dude a bunch of money again, not to, you know, fuck up a young girl's reputation again. Yep. And then he actually sold it out. And then Elizabeth is... It's like, it's because I, want to, I still really want to bang you. Because there's about a, him. a thing earlier where she's like, oh, he's probably never going to want to be with me now because she started to realize she may yeah. have feelings for him. Yeah. Because he's such a dick, but Maybe nice he's dick. a better guy. She just likes bad boys. Maybe she needs to put aside her prejudice. That's kind of like the and whole her theme pride. of the book. That is the theme of the book, yes. yeah. Well, that was not just not her, her but everybody. It is also Mr. Darcy. It's not really prejudice because she knew nothing about him and then he was a douchebag for her the, all the first times they met. It's not really prejudice. Okay, prejudice is... Not quite the word, the right word, or more like not the way we use it today. It's like overlook your first impression. Yeah, you're like a uh, harsh judgment. Yeah, no, I guess, harsh, it's, harsh you don't know the whole yeah. story, I guess. But I mean, if someone I met was a douchebag the first five times we were hung out, I'm like, well, I wonder if he has a really painful backstory. <laughs> Maybe he's been spending a lot of money to make other people even less dickish than him. Yeah. Anyway, so Maybe. they are starting to like. Well, Elizabeth is starting to realize maybe. She has feelings for him, but, you know, doesn't want to presume anything. And then there's sort of this rumor going around among a bunch of people, including Mr. Darcy's very rich aunt, that maybe Mr. Darcy is going to marry, uh, that Mr. Darcy is going to marry Elizabeth Bennet, even though he's supposed to marry someone way more important. somebody way more important. Oh, and and somewhere in there, Jane and Mr. Bingley finally do get together, and they're going to get married. And Basically, the book happens that everyone gets married in the last 40 pages. Except Mary. <laughs> but before then, the family gets a visit from this aunt. From, Very Mr. Dar- from Mr. Darcy's aunt. And what is her name? What is her name? Catherine de, de Beau or something? De, de uh, it's like something de something. D-E, right? Lady, I think it was Lady, Catherine. It's Lady Catherine de something. I thought it was like a like a bough, like a, like a branch of a tree. Bordeaux. Uh, Just do the dench. 
Is Judy Dench? Judy, Dame Judy Dench. In the Keira Knightley version? Uh, the only version. Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Catherine, yeah, Catherine de Bourgh. And that's why I got this beer, the Duquesse de Bourgogne, because I could not remember her name. And I thought this was close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's probably her name. We've definitely done worse. Yeah. I was pretty close. I had a B. She wasn't a duchess, but, you know, same shit. Uh, she was a douche, though. Yeah, she was a pretty big douche. And this is a 6% alcohol Belgian ale. It is a Flemish red ale. It's, oh. It smells potent. I, that's a weird smell. Oh, God. It smells like, it smells old, like, vinegar. like old honey vinegar. As opposed to <laughs> fresh honey vinegar. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know, in the pantheon of honey vinegars, this is on the old side. <laughs> it's aged. It's aged. Vintage honey vinegar. I like that retro honey vinegar. You guys have that? Oh, my God. <laughs> That is a strong flavor. Sure, this bad, isn't just like off. This tastes like that old lady's discharge. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's so sweet. It is so... This is like... This is like a, like a Shirley Temple. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's weird. Yes, it is. It's bad. <laughs> it's really sticky. Oh, God. It's like the old lady's discharge. <laughs> Ed is that's a this is a type of beer I've never had. I don't know what a Flemish red ale is. I guess it's from Bel- it's Belgian, so the Flanders region or whatever. I don't know what really makes it Flemish. Probably just tons of sugar added to it. Yeah, there's there's it's sweet as fuck. That is it's syrup. Yeah, it's like, it's like syrup. It is. It's sticky. It's like almost halfway to mead. Yeah, it is. So then, in the end, she meets up with Darcy again, and he's like, "Hey, all those things I said." I still want that. Still, you know, I bailed your sister out on the DL also. He doesn't say any of these things, but she knows. He's like, oh. She finds out from like a maid or something or a servant. uh, Someone tells her. And it's like, okay, yeah, he's a nice guy. I better marry him. Even though I hated him like a few months ago. But goddamn, do it. Well, she overcame her pride and prejudice. As did he. Yeah. Because at first night, he's like, oh, Jane's cool, but that other, oh, those are uggos. But he changed his mind when she became a sassy broad. And then, uh, in the like end, everyone, everyone gets married, except Mary. Which is and, ironic. And the youngest... The everyone youngest, gets married, but Mary. <laughs> and they're together, except Mary, forevermore. Indeed. Bum, bum, bum. By Three's Brewing. And also, they say uh, Kitty gets a lot better because Lydia's gone and not being a bad influence on her anymore. And Lydia spends the rest of their lives begging for money from her sisters. Really? Yeah. I kind of skimmed the last chapter or two, I'll admit. Lydia and Wickham spend a lot of time uh, asking everybody for money. Good. Fuck them. Fuck them. This is an IPA, and... uh, Smells kind of like popcorn. I do smell that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Man, I wish I had smelt it before you said that, because now I'm wondering (laughs) if that's real or not, or that's just in my head. I am not getting popcorn. It's like a burnt smell, not the taste. There's like a definite kind of burnt smell in there. It's weird. And taste is I know I taste that there too. A little bit. Lightly buttered. It's like the it's like the the husk of the of the kernel <laughs> the flavor, husk. you know? You know what I mean? Like the, the shell of the kernel or yeah. whatever that is called. It's odd. It's corn beer. Well, lots of beer have corn in it, actually. Yeah. It's 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 okay. It's nothing special. Nah, not loving it. Like this book. I, I no, I, I go far for far more than not loving this book. I really dislike this book. It was way better than I thought it would be. But it was definitely like forty percent too long. I thought it's there was just a lot of like rambling and like talking of manners and etiquette and oh my blah 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 and therefore thus thus and forsooth. There's a whole lot of nineteenth century gossip. Yes, and and characters who just are fucking one dimensional idiots. The the plot is quite thin. It's just it's there's just so long. much filler. Yeah, it feels longer. And there's like really no reason for Elizabeth. Bennett to change her mind about Darcy. Well, he did save her whole family. Yeah, but like, but the whole point I thought was that the whole like the conflict I thought was really about loving for money versus loving for uh, I'm sorry, marrying for money versus marrying for love. And she just kind of goes I'm like, I hate that guy. Like, well, he paid for my family. I guess well, I'll I mean, marry it, him. It wasn't. I mean, he also he paid for it, but he also did a lot of other stuff. He, he helped everyone around him. He was just he just kind of a. Uh, he was kind of surly, but on the inside, he was really nice. Oh, he was an awkward prick? He, he really was just an awkward prick, but, you know, underneath it all, he's really lovely. And he's got a lovely prick. Just like, no doubt. Oh, wow. Nice. 
It's something like in the end, Elizabeth realized that instead of instead of being in conflict with each other, they actually complement each other. They're both kind of something douchebags. Like They're both. She's not a douchebag, but in like the that don't really fit in that into time, their world. she is not gonna. No one's gonna like put up with her shit because she's she, quite she's forward mouthy. for her time. Yeah, <laughs> quite mouthy. She's mouthy, and he was like, "Yes, yeah, want to get in the mouth." But they both just don't play the role they're supposed to play. Right, he's not the cordial, rich, gallant man he's it's supposed to be. Kind of a misanthrope. Yeah, and he wants to get in her throat. Yeah, but he won't miss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, why is this such a beloved novel? I have a theory that is probably because it's a sappy love story. I have, yeah, I think that's part of it. I also think that, like, maybe not to answer the question of why it's beloved, but because people who are not literature specialists or fans or whatever the fuck word people like there are lots of you know people who just like jane austen yeah and and then there are also when you look at like those those book lists of the top thousand books jane austen wrote seven books and like five of them are always on those lists you know what are the other ones like sense and sensibility yeah, yeah then yeah. this was the second one emma emma persuasion northender northinger abbey lady susan and then there's like maybe one more i'm forgetting I was confused her in the Brontes. Oh fuck! There's like that. That's Wuthering Heights and all that Jane shit. Jane Eyre and all that. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like that one Bronte that everyone forgets about. Brontosaurus. Yes, they got one. Yes. The old, the oldest. It was never a real dinosaur. It is now though. No. We're digressing. So it's not uh, a real dinosaur anymore. It totally is. So the uh, what? Did I miss something? Totally a thing. Oh shit! It was a fake thing. It was like an apatosaurus head on a brachiosaurus. Yeah. I think it's. I'm like, glad they brought it back. I think they brought it back. Great, great. I'm happy for it. Um, I think part of it is that how many other female writers are there from this time? There are like it's the Mary Shelley, who wrote one book, who would, and it came out around the same time period. It's actually a couple years later than this, though. This book's from like eighteen thirteen, right? Yeah. So like, who's earlier? How many other female writers are there really? Like, I'm yeah, not saying to like dismiss not. anything. There's like you'll find like there's yeah there are examples you could find like what was that Marjorie Kemp, that woman who wrote like the autobiography and like you know Shakespearean times or something like that. That you could read, like you know, about her it's life. Not a lot. This is basically but it's like it. they're like footnote kind of things. There's nothing mm-hmm. influential, which is unfortunate. But and that's just the reality. This is because they I, just weren't. It wasn't really a thing that women were even supposed to be doing. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not like. No. I'm not trying to. That, that's why. Here. That's why there aren't that many. Absolutely. So, and this is a book not only by a woman, but from uh, women. You know, from the perspective of a you know female character and dealing with the actual of you know her perspective and dealing with issues that women had to deal with at the time, you know, yeah. with which, like, I, I can't work, which is what we would say, but, you know, who you had to marry or who you were going to marry and have, if they are of means, that was important at the time and also in terms of status and stuff like that. Uh, I believe I've heard that in all of Jane Austen's books, there is never a conversation that is just between it two never, men. It never passes the, the opposite it's, of a Bechdel test. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like every single conversation is between women, like two women, or it's between or, you know, more than one woman, or between a man and a woman. But it's never just like, there's never just a female character, there's never just two male characters from the perspective having a conversation that just never happens in all of Jane Austen's books. Which, for 18, you know... She died in like 1816 or something like that. Yeah. Really? Is that young? Regency period. She was like 40... She was not that old. ...one or something like that when she died. She was born uh, in 1775. And she, yeah, she died 40-something, I think, never married. Mm-hmm. And, uh... She was married? No, she was... <laughs> Yeah, right. She was Mary in this book. And she was, was very accomplished. Even the yeah. oldest daughter was Jane. And then uh, half of her books are published posthumously. Yeah. Or more even. Maybe only two or three came out in her lifetime. Well, she was a lady. And they writer. were all published anonymously because, you, didn't, you know, it was a lady writer. Yuck. John Austin. <laughs> Jan Austin. is like a Dutch guy. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Jesus. I, I think that's a big part of it, though. Like, when they found out it was they... a woman, it was a stunner. Oh, man. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> well, what Nate's saying, I think I agree with. Like, there aren't other books by women about women that are fiction. Are there some in other languages that aren't English? Well, I couldn't tell you, but but the people you know weren't reading them at the time. Yeah, I'd find it hard. I'd find it unlikely, though. Really, yeah. Certainly. Not that the you know, English so people. The work was unique and groundbreaking at the time. And wildly popular for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That I don't understand at all. 
Like, this was like a popular thing. Is the tastemakers of the day were just reading this book. Yeah. Well, I mean, all seven of What them. was the alternatives back then? Uh, putting your own fist in your asshole and just seeing how that felt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, let's read this book. Well, yeah, have, this, have this book. They fucking go and hang out at a fucking friend's estate, and they just sit around in a library reading books by themselves because that's all they're, they they just sit around. That's what they do. Yeah, and then they complain about what it's like to be rich. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so bored. Who wants to play cards for eleven hours? Yes, let's play casino. They play yeah. casino, but it's like with eighteen S, isn't it? Oh, and they play euchre. Yeah, I don't know how the game works either. I heard euchre was a game. I I know this is not the game, but I was told euchre is a game. Where everyone has to drink, and whoever sits down first loses. <laughs> that is not how you play euchre. What it's a different version you, of euchre. What happens when you lose? You die. Oh, all right. That's correct. <laughs> whoever sits it's down first loses. Everyone's standing up and drinking, and it's whoever standing last wins. Oh, my God. German that, games that, are that's, fun. That's puker. <laughs> that's true. Ooh, you can puke if you don't puke nice. sitting down. <laughs> true. You can stand and boot. I, 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 just, I just don't... I, I understand why this is an important writer... These are important books in terms of influence and stuff. I just didn't enjoy it. We are really not the target audience of this book. Certainly not, no. But, but no one alive is the target audience for this book. Girls still love this book. I guess. I, I, but this I, is, I, one, of, I've this liked is one of my girlfriend's favorite books in the world. Well, she's dumb, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her know. <laughs> like, it's terrible. I, I, I would rather read... There are, there are plenty of female writers I think they are fantastic. Like, Margaret Atwood's amazing. Yeah, and but that's I, current day. It's different. It's yeah, an but entirely like, different thing. But it's not about the male-female thing. I just like to find this... I like 19th century writing often because of the language I find interesting. I found this boring. I found the language not interesting. Well, it's, 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 it is a very... It's not a very dude-oriented plot. It's about a bunch of girls hoping to find someone to get married to. I, just, uh, I, I gotta know. And the conflict is someone was mean... And then he wasn't He's mean. He's a big poopy face. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to be his friend. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's just. It's a different. It's a different thing than we would generally be into. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll own that for sure. I mean, it's 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 a rom com. There's a misunderstanding, and in Maybe the end, they get together. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's all it is. It's like, oh, that guy. Let's hang out. This guy, like that guy's a dick. Like, oh, he's a super dick. And at the end is like, oh, we're in love now. It's a fuck. It's the same fucking thing. So that's a good point. It is the exact formula of every rom com. Yeah, there's a thing, and then there's a douchey friend, and the other friend, and the sister gets fucked up, and oh, they get together because he saves the day. And the main character like just has so much spirit. That yeah, everyone loves her. She's just like an independent but... woman who just like can't be tied down, <laughs> unless she's into that. <laughs> that's Fifty Shades. Next time we'll have to read Pride and Prejudice Which, and Zombies. Isn't that next week? Actually, I read the first five pages of Pride and Prejudice and the, Zombies. The joke wears off fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's like instead, because instead the beginning it's like uses a lot of the same language, but then it's like, oh, then Mister Bennett was so proud of how her daughter Elizabeth could handle a double barrel shotgun and things <laughs> like that. And well, it's like the, the movie it looks is, pretty good. It was funny for about five pages, but then the joke just yeah. wears off really fast. Yeah. That makes sense. The movie looks pretty solid, though. I didn't realize it was one. It's going to be like an over the top action movie. So wait, it hasn't come out yet. I don't believe it has. I believe it's coming out soon, though. There's a I different mean, one. Whenever this comes oh, out, I don't know yeah, when it's coming yeah. out. The one, so they did make, so that same author. Seth Green? It's not Seth Green. It's not Seth Green. I don't know. I don't know the authors. But anyway, he, he also did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, did he do that? Although I think that makes Pride sense. and Prejudice and Zombies was his first book. But he's I didn't the realize one who that was wrote, the same person. But he's the person who wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Which was also solid. I want to say I made it about 10 pages into that one, too. Well, I, I never read the book. I just saw the movie. Which I feel like that's more of a movie than a book. There's also a Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters book. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't yeah, know if it's the same They're getting real totally weird. Sense. Anyway. So I think we've kind of answered this already, but should guys read this? No. Well, I say sort of. You know, as you said at the beginning, Nate, this is one of those books that if you're like a well-read, cultured person, you should If you are a person who reads and you want to read stuff, then yes. But if you're just like a guy, I want to read a book, no. Yeah, but if you're a guy that just wants to read a book, you would never have considered this. <laughs> no. Like, I just finished the 38th book about World War II I read. Uh, what's next? How about oh. Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, that's like it's a good, you know, break it up a little. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd be breaking it up. But hey, I, don't know. I, I, I did not enjoy it. I think I, I and I like reading like snobby old things and I don't like cultured kind of things. things. This was this is probably the best one of, from this era that I've read. I, I guess that's not true. Uh, yeah, I Frank, Frankenstein was good. 
I mean, but like um, anything that's written this way, like turn of the screw, like where it's, 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 it's sometimes it's hard to like really keep pace with what's going on because it's just so much bullshit that's, that's not saying anything to me. So I had to read this in high school. Uh, and I distinctly remember reading it and for the first basically half being like, what the fuck is this? And then I do remember that there was a point somewhere on halfway through when my interest went from zero to above zero. Like, (laughs) oh, okay, I'm a little bit interested in what's happening now and when whether Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy are going to get together. It's like, I, you know, that I could distinctly remember and it was a very weird day because I was at home on a school day. Fapping because into Pride and Prejudice. No, because when I got to school, found out there was no school because somebody had tried to burn the house, burn the school down the night before. No, so, it was a house. It was one house. No, it's, it, the, was, the it was a one-room schoolhouse. He wrote the, he read the book when it was written. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. He had just gotten the one copy in the mail. It's a very, 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 very strange Jane memory, but I was like at home and like, oh, I got to finish this fucking book. So I remember being like, oh, wait, I'm kind of a little bit interested now. Oh, my God. So, anyway, this is the only Jane Austen I've ever read, though I did also have to read Jane Eyre for the same class. Like, literally, the next book I read in the class was Jane Eyre. Your teacher Um, was an asshole. I read a different Jane Austen book. I read Northanger Abbey, which is like a spoof of gothic stories. Kind of like makes fun of them. And I actually enjoy that a lot. (laughs) This just didn't do it for me. That's perfectly fair. I I thought I like laughed at points, and I thought it was really funny, the other one. This, I just was like, ah... I think I, I know mean, what's happening. Now. I haven't okay. read any of her other stuff either, but this was actually really her first book. And now it wasn't her first book published, but probably yeah, first, really first, first. first book written, even though she probably rewrote it extensively before it was pu- actually published after the success of Sense and Sensibility. That's the first one, yeah. But still, this is kind of a very young woman's perspective and, you know, young woman's kind of, kind of book. So not really for dudes, or at least not what dudes find interesting, but... Yeah, but... Well, it's not going to hurt you to read it. I just didn't. I just don't expect you to like it, honestly. Yep, certainly. But tell us why we're wrong. Or tell us why we're right. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. Or a message or follow us on Twitter at drunkeyesbc, as in book club. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkeyesbookclub. And we are now members of the Hopped Up Network, a network of podcasts focusing on beer. So check them out. If you spend 10000 a year on beer like we do. If you're a man in possession of property and want of a beer. Get hopped up. And if you've listened this far, you might as well just leave us a review on uh, wherever you're listening. Just uh, make it a good one, please. It, it will not cost you anything, and it'll definitely help us out. Don't so. be prejudiced. <laughs> Have Put some pride. Put aside your pride. <laughs> See you later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>